Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL show. It is a little Niners Nation themed edition of the NFL show today. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation and with me is KP, also from Niners Nation. And Kyle, let me just say to you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever holiday it is that you celebrate, we are going to celebrate it today because Kyle Shanahan stepped outside of his comfort zone, something that nobody thought he would do. Nobody thought he had the balls to do because look at the history. He's always had a not a middling quarterback because Matt Ryan's not a middling quarterback, but he's always had a, let's just say, a competent quarterback when better quarterbacks have been available. Today, that is no longer the case because the 49ers have moved up, which we're going to talk about. But I don't want to steal that thunder from you, Rob. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing incredible. Let me just lay out for people what has happened. Because in the last hour, hour and a half, we have had massive news here on a Friday. So the 49ers have traded the third, have traded, excuse me, for the third overall pick from the Dolphins. The Niners get the third pick. Miami got. 12 overall, a third rounder in 2022, the 49ers first in 2022, and the 49ers first in 2023. That alone could be the basis for this episode, KP, but that is not all we have because seemingly minutes after we got news of that deal with the 49ers and the Dolphins, the Dolphins then traded with the Eagles. They traded... To get the sixth overall pick, the Dolphins did. So they got six and 156 overall. And the Eagles got 12 overall in 2021, 123 overall in 2021, and a Dolphins 2022 first round pick. So it is basically like a three-team trade. What you really need to walk away with is Niners are three, Dolphins are six, Eagles are 12. Yes, there was a lot of movement when it could have very well been a three-team trade, but the NFL does not like to make things simple, so that's how we got here. Still, okay, where do we want to start? Because the 49ers are obviously moving up for a quarterback. The Dolphins moved back, then moved up, so they probably really, really like one of the skill players I'd imagine it's a receiver, whether that's Devonta Smith, whether that's Jalen Waddle, whether that's Kyle Pitts, who knows? But the Eagles, what, like, what are the Eagles? Are they just trying to accumulate picks here? So there's a lot of moving parts, um, but I feel like we have to start with the most important position, and that is the quarterback. Have to. And we have to start with the 49ers, uh, one, just because of our bias. But also, it's the third pick. I think it's the most important move of the draft. There's so many tentacles to this thing. But just for my own personal benefit, for, for those that don't know, in 49ers land, there are Jimmy Garoppolo advocates, the Jimmy stands, as we call them, who were convinced, convinced that he was going to be the quarterback and that the 49ers were great and Jimmy's a winner and anybody that suggests otherwise is an idiot. And I just want to say to those people, how you like us now? Like, where are they, KP? I asked on Twitter, like, where are the Jimmy stands? They're awful quiet right now. I don't hear any of them. Well, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and now a few of the 49ers beat writers are reporting that the 49ers have no plans on trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're also seeing, you know, the dynamic of Alex Smith and um, Patrick Mahomes. So Kyle, Kyle did mention, Kyle Shanahan did mention that where that dynamic does make sense. However, in those scenarios, you know, Alex Smith 
wasn't didn't miss two seasons previous to injury, like two of the past three seasons due to injury. So I'm not sure why that was the case. And the Chiefs didn't spend as much as the 49ers did to move up for a quarterback either. So um, while there there are some comparisons in those two, uh, we're a little far off here. So I mean, it it makes sense for the 49ers to move on from Jimmy. Uh, it will be tough for a lot of Jimmy stands to swallow this because all off season, John Lynch told me this. You said Jimmy was our QB. I mean, if Jimmy was their QB, they would have restructured his contract. It's very simple. And we've talked about this every podcast we've done, Rob. The writing has been on the wall. And for me, this change, I don't know if it was week 14, week 13, when the Bills played the 49ers, what Josh Allen did to Robert Sala was unlike anything that I've ever seen a 49er or a quarterback do to that 49ers defense specifically in the past two years. The 49ers didn't have an answer because – Allen could create for himself. Allen had a rocket arm. So Kyle Shanahan's buddy, Chris Sims, was throwing around. And Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah threw this around as well, that the 49ers could trade up for a QB-ready Mac Jones, who, uh, if they do that, just pull the plug, launch the grenade. Uh, I don't know in what scenario that would make sense to move up for a quarterback who is available in every draft, where you cannot say the same about Trey Lance and Justin Fields. To me, yeah, you, you. I don't know. If you wanted Mac Jones, I feel like you don't have to move up as high as three to get him. That's the thing. You move up to three because I think you look at Kyle Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and you say, "We want. We're good with any of those guys." We know that Lawrence is probably going one. If if Wilson goes two to the Jets. We'll take Fields at three or Lance, whoever they like. If Fields goes two, we'll take Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if they have a definite person they want, but they said, we want one of these three and we have to move up to this spot to get them. Absolutely. So a dirty little secret here for as QB ready as Mac Jones is, Trey Lance started one more game in college football than Mac Jones did. So I don't know why we, well, I do know why. And there's a color barrier here, but we don't have to get into that. But um, let's, let's be honest here. Mac Jones is, I mean, just physically not as gifted as the other two. So yeah, you, you hit it on the head. Kyle Shannon probably likes three quarterbacks very strongly in this draft. And he knows by risking anywhere outside of the top five, he would not be able to get one of those QBs. So, um, it's a lot to move up to number nine or from nine picks. So they moved up from 12 to three, gave up, as you mentioned, first round, first round, first round and a future third-round pick, I think a big part of this deal is being able to hold on to that second-round pick, number 43 overall, because the 49ers could still draft a cornerback, draft a pass rusher, draft a receiver. Uh, It'll probably be a receiver because Kyle Shanahan cannot help himself by drafting a receiver. But, (laughs) um, yeah, it's it's very interesting that they were able to make a deal and keep on to that valuable of a pick. So while the focus will be on, wow, why they trade so much for that quarterback, Chiefs, are not missing those picks from Mahomes. Texans are not missing those picks from Deshaun Watson. If they hit on the quarterback, this will all be an afterthought three years from now. We'll be like, like who cares? And that that's generally always the case. So um, I think it's it's bigger that they were able to keep the second round. And as we mentioned, um, or we haven't mentioned this yet, but 
first rounders are not guaranteed to be successful. And the 49ers know that better than anybody, especially <laughs> during the John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan era era. Just because you have a first round pick does not mean that pick will pan out, does not mean that pick will fit your scheme, does not mean he will stay healthy, which has been an issue in San Francisco. So in this scenario, I imagine they're going to pick a quarterback who just is able to play through pain as Justin Fields has been able to. And then Lance is just um, he's a savant to me, man. I, I like him a lot more than people think. And I would say that he's the leader in the clubhouse and not Fields. To me, what this says is by the 49ers not giving up anything this year beyond the first round pick. To me, it says we think our roster is really good. We're going to put the finishing touches on it this year and then we're off and running. We'll, we'll give up the first in the future years. That's fine. The third in future years. Who cares? It's a comp pick. To me, they're saying we're going to get the cherry on the Sunday and let's go. Our window is now. Absolutely. And so let me ask you this. Does their window change with a rookie quarterback? Because we, we keep talking about rookie quarterbacks as if history hasn't or recent history hasn't suggested that they're good to go. Like they're ready to play. These guys are good who are coming into the NFL. And we ha- if we are giving quarterbacks a Kyle Shanahan bump, why wouldn't Trey Lance, Justin Fields, even Mac Jones be good enough to win? Because, I mean, the 49ers, their roster – based on all the moves that they made in free agency, it signaled that they were going quarterback in the draft. I mean, it was so silly, all the backup talks. <laughs> the backup talk is uh, so ridiculous. We spent like two months on that, where it's almost as if that position doesn't matter and your starter does. So uh, what, what do you feel about that? I feel like Ben Roethlisberger went 15-1 and one as a rookie quarterback and you know went deep into the playoffs. Justin Herbert's rookie year last year was 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 10 picks. Let me just, for people that don't know, if that were to happen in San Francisco, that would be one of the greatest quarterback seasons in 49ers history. Like, right. So guys can come into the league and do this thing, and how many times have these rookie quarterbacks come onto a roster that's as ready to win as San Francisco. It usually doesn't happen, but the Niners made the bold move to move up. I think they're saying we can win with a rookie quarterback, and I I don't care what they say about Jimmy Galapolo right now. I really don't. They're trying to preserve his trade value because if, if teams see this deal and they say, oh, they're going to move on from Jimmy, we're not going to give up anything for him. They're just trying to get as much for Jimmy as they can they are going to move him. You don't want your rookie quarterback starting with Jimmy Gr- No, it's just not happening, okay? The Niners are moving on from Jimmy. They've made the decision, and they have told you everything you need to know about what they think of Jimmy Garoppolo. Forget what they've said in the past. This is the proof. They know he wasn't the guy. Yeah, and he's proven that. So Ben Albright tweeted that internally um, the 49ers felt like Jimmy cost the Super Bowl. That's not very internally. We all have eyeballs and we've done this. We've done this a lot because most people think it comes down to the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. But there were plays in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter where Jimmy just left them on the field and didn't execute. And it comes down to executing. So to think that another quarterback would not be able to make those plays, very simple plays, by the way, just throwing the ball outside of the numbers, throwing the ball down the field, not holding the ball for five seconds because you don't know where to go with the ball. This sounds harsh, but there is a reason that the 49ers are made this move to trade up for a supposedly trade up for a quarterback. I mean, we don't want to say it, it's in stone right now, but I mean, we can use our common sense and pretty much assume that it's for a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. 
And if it's not for a quarterback, this is a terrible deal, by the way. Let me just state that right now. Like, you cannot give up this many assets for a non-quarterback. Like, if it's a running back, that's it. Like, that just is going to break the world. I think it's a quarterback. I think it's, it's, look, you have to make things happen. You can't just sit back and wait and hope that things go your way. You have to make it happen. You couldn't just sit back and hope that Jimmy Garoppolo stayed healthy for 16 games, and they couldn't sit back at 12 and say, well, hopefully one will be lucky enough to get the leftovers of after all the other teams have picked away at the quarterbacks in this draft. They didn't. Now, there's two parts of this, obviously. Like, the Bears made it happen when they traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. Obviously, it didn't happen. Like, you have to pick the right guy. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, to this point, have not had to make that decision in their tenure, but they are going to now. This is it. What level, 1 to 10, of confidence do you have in Jimmy and Kyle to pick the franchise quarterback? John and Kyle. Jimmy, we do not have to use that name because I don't think he will be on the roster after the draft. But, no, we've been talking about Jimmy all the time. That's going to happen, so (laughs) no worries there. I think I'm... Very confident. So we mentioned that Mac Jones could be a possibility and not to rule him out. But just think of the success that Kyle Shannon had with RG3 as a rookie. I don't think people are aware of how good RG3 was as a rookie. I believe it's 20 and 5 TD to INT in a uh, touchdown interception ratio. But he just ran for a lot. And Kyle... During that Josh Allen clip, set like pretty much mentioned when the after the 49ers lost to the Bills, and they did not just lose to the Bills, they got destroyed by the Bills. It's because Allen was able to create for himself. Mac Jones can't create for himself. Trey Lance can create for himself. Justin Fields can create for himself. So, in that sense, if we're going based on Kyle Shanahan's words and not the GM who's been lying to the media for three years, <laughs> I would imagine um I have a lot of confidence in him. No, assuming that it's either Lance or Fields because I think I I really do think Lance is a prodigy and he's not as good at or he's a lot better than people give him credit for and then I think Fields is the second best player in the draft so um it would it would be very tough for them to screw this up which means <laughs> there's a chance there's always a chance man yeah they may find a way let's zoom out a little bit let's look at the NFC West right now you've got the Seahawks who right now as of this recording have Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be traded, but as of right now, he's still there. you got the Rams that moved heaven and earth and at the time took on the biggest single season dead cap hit in NFL history to give Jared Goff the boot and bring in Matt Stafford. And you got the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray, the number one overall pick. Do you think the 49ers make this move, KP, if we didn't see the action in the NFC West that we've seen so far this offseason? It's a great question because we've been talking about this pretty much every other episode when we've brought up the quarterbacks because like without with Jared Goff still the Rams, the 49ers are still the favorites in the NFC West. Jared Goff is no longer there. He's the weak link is gone. So the 49ers don't get to pencil in a win when they play the Rams anymore because Stafford will make that team so much more dangerous. Knowing that you have to be more dangerous on the other side of the ball. You won't be able to play as conservative. You won't be able to. So the 49ers just think about how they play the Rams this past season. They got off to a hot start. And then in the second half, they couldn't do anything against the Rams. You're not going to be able to do that. You can't have one good half against this type of team. And then that's not to say like Arizona's gotten better. And the Seahawks still have that Russell Wilson guy. So he's going to be a thorn in the side as long as he's alive. Um, I just think that those moves did put the pressure on the 49ers. And that's not to say that they weren't already going to draft a quarterback because we know they were. But maybe now instead of second round, instead of the third round, 
this is why they put this is why they made the move to move up. So I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, I think the moves made in the NFC West, specifically Stafford, has a lot to do with uh, the deal that we just saw from the 49ers. How about you? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, some people say you build your entire team to compete in your division. So clearly what the other teams do has to matter to you. And I think that put an extra little bit of urgency on it to where they knew that they could not stand pat and and hope to compete the same way they had in the past. Plus, honestly, like Kyle Shannon and Sean McVay are friends. I'm sure they have had conversations over the years about frustrations with their respective quarterbacks. You know, I wonder if that wasn't part of it too. Kyle's looked back and saw that his friend Sean McVay finally made the move to cut bait to bring in a quarterback that he wanted. Maybe he was like, you know what? I've got to do it too here. And Nick, that could all go into this sort of punch bowl. I am just so fascinated to see how this plays out. And let's say, what is there a scenario that exists where, let's say it's Trey Lance, who is viewed as this raw quarterback who needs a city year. Come training camp, he performs better than Jimmy. Now what? Like, why are we ruling out the fact that a rookie quarterback cannot beat out Jimmy Garoppolo? And these rookie quarterbacks are unlike the rookie quarterbacks that have been coming out. I think this class is better than Justin Herbert, is better than Joe Burrow, and is better than the class before and before that. Like, this is the first class I feel like in a while where the top quarterbacks actually deserve to be drafted like this. So I feel like that plays a lot of uh, another part of the reason why the 49ers made this move because – you always hear, what about next year? Well, the quarterback class next year is better. It's always like that. But this, like, they made a concrete decision because the, the talent is there. So um, I, I'm fast. There are so many different waves and avenues that can play out here. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And here's another reason why I don't think, like, let's say that they draft a quarterback and then they, like you said, he outperforms Jimmy. Well, you can't have Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup quarterback because he can't stay healthy. So if your starter gets hurt, you can't go to Jimmy and then be like, well, you have to be our backup quarterback because Jimmy can't stay healthy. So then you've got to have a really good third string guy. I can't do that, Kyle. I can't start talking about podcasts about the third string quarterback. Like, <laughs> please do not do that to me. Oh, man. that whew, If we were to ever get there, let's just pull the plug on all of these because we, <laughs> it's, it's gotten ridiculous. We've spent way too much time on the names like Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky, like all of those as it is. Finally, Rob, we get to talk about starters. We get to talk about players that are actually going to play. That is refreshing in itself. So thank you, 49ers, for making a decision that gives us something concrete to talk about so we no longer have to talk about trading day three picks for a backup in case your starter is hurt. (laughs) And John Lynch and Kyle Shannon are going to speak to the media on Monday, I believe, right? At 1 p.m. Pacific time. Is that accurate? Yep, 1 p.m. PT. I, I'm i sure that that was part of like, you know, they wanted to have this deal get done before that press conference. I'm sure they were tired of the Jimmy Garoppolo questions and all that. And they're going to at the, they're gonna say that, you know, he's in our plans right now and we have no intent to trade him and blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't be stunned if Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo was traded before that press conference even took place. Yeah, so first of all, they are very candid with their players and they have, um, some of the guys have told me that and, you know, that's why they appreciate Shanahan so much. So there were reports coming out saying that John Lynch, uh, I believe NFL Network Steve Weiss came out and said that John Lynch called Jimmy and said, we plan to have you as our starter next year. You're our guy, which on Friday, March 26th, sounds great. A month from now, when you get an offer from Bill Belichick and he says, hey, I have this third shiny third round pick with your name on it. I know you don't have picks. I know you just traded a bunch. You're probably going to want this. 
give me my quarterback back. What are you going to do? Are you going to say no to that? Of course not. So, I mean, again, this is just the media being the media. They are going to create this content, but we will see, man. And okay, let me ask you this. Is Jimmy Garoppolo on the 49ers roster after the draft? No. No way. I just don't see it. Like, I... It makes no sense to me. There's financial reasons to get rid of them. There's football reasons to get rid of them. Enough. Like, enough with this. Get rid of this guy. I'm ready, man. I am so ready to see what happens. And in part of me wants to see that training camp battle to see because you eventually have to swallow your pride if you draft a first-round quarterback and admit that the first-round quarterback is going to – is. He's already more talented. Like whoever they draft, assuming it's not Mac Jones, because I don't think that they're going to trade up all those picks to draft a quarterback who's only started 17 starts at Alabama who couldn't beat out Tua. I mean, there are, there are a lot of things, and that's not to take away from Mac Jones, who I think is better than Tua. But I just think that any scenario where you are going Trey Lance or Justin Fields against Jimmy Garoppolo, if we're going down the list of traits, where does Jimmy win at? Because how much – credit can you give him for experience if he's missed two of the last three seasons cheekbones he has very strong <laughs> cheekbones. what no That's it's it. like that'll do it you're right and here's the thing the players will know right very quickly too that's the difference think of like a bodybuilding competition right it's one thing to see these guys flex their muscles individually but then when they all get on the stage at the same time and you see everybody literally standing next to one another you see who the winner is pretty damn fast. Oh, it's yeah. that guy. Oh, it's him over here. Like it's it's very easy when you see like the side by side comparison. And you, we saw it with Russell Wilson in Seattle with, when he was there with Matt Flynn. Like eventually, it gets to a point where if the rookie is just pounding the veteran, you lose credibility. If you then stick with the veteran, you lose the locker room. The guys can tell they they can tell who's good. So that's why I don't think you even want to have that that scenario at all with the 49ers you want to just give the keys to the car to the rookie and let him drive let him get these bumps get them out of the road like they're going to happen the mistakes are going to happen man so but at the same time the mistakes happen with your 30 year old quarterback (laughs) right do we forget what happened in week one why like why do we do this week one was one i don't want to say one of the worst performances but any way you slice it from a football standpoint, like I, I hate talking about the box score. I hate talking about <laughs> touchdowns and interceptions and, you know, the very basic stuff from a quarterback perspective, he couldn't have played worse. If Trey Lance or Justin Fields plays during week one against Arizona, the 49ers win that game and it's not close. Why do we have to pretend like anything else is fact? So in this scenario, yes, if if Trey Lance or Justin Fields or even Mac Jones, if they were to play against the Rams, they are going to make mistakes. That is going to happen. At the same time, they're going to make plays that your current quarterback has no business making like he wouldn't dream of either making the throws using his athleticism or even seeing the fielder being able to um use his arm strength to make throws he wouldn't be able to attempt so i think if we're looking at it in those lenses instead of well the traditional you have to sit a rookie quarterback or this guy's played for so long this is not how football works now let's if i want to evolve past that train of thinking so yeah I, i love the idea of letting your rookie go like RG3, you have the best football mind in football. You are paying Kyle Shanahan, who has been doing all the heavy lifting, who 
gets the hard part out of the way for rookie quarterbacks or for any quarterbacks because he tells you where to go with the ball. It's about you getting to go there. Like if you can throw the ball there, you're good. Like that's why the 49ers were able to go so far in 2019 because Kyle Shanahan's offense will make it so easy for the quarterback. It's just about them executing. And if they, it's turnovers, basically. As long as you don't turn the ball over at a historic level, which between Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, and C.J. Beathard, the 49ers were, you're going to be fine. Like, he's that good of a coach. He will put you in positions to succeed. So let's go. Give him the keys. Let him drive. It is a good day to be a 49ers fan and to cover the San Francisco 49ers. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.